You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., episode number 1136. But actually, it was the soft skills, right? It was the being able to talk to people and communicate which you took. And so if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, you know, Chris had all these advantages. No, you can use everything that you have and bring that with you. The real estate part is actually the easiest part to learn, which, uh, you know, this business is not easy, but it's very, very simple. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. This is Todd Toback and welcome to today's show. Man, you are going to love our guest today, Chris Busuego, who's going to drop all kinds of knowledge on us today. Now, imagine that you are a Marine in the Marine Corps serving our country, then getting into a life as a financial advisor. I'm going to talk about that, but being in a place where you're not happy, you're hungry for more and dreaming for that first hundred K year. Well, I'll tell you what our guest today, Chris, has done exactly that. He's busted out of the rat race, busted out of his job, and had his first six-figure year wholesaling. I don't care if you're brand new or if you've been doing this for a while, you are going to be inspired by today's story. I've seen Chris over here very, very quickly start to explode his business and see some big wins. But before we jump into today's interviews, I want to give a couple shout outs to those who are participating in the Wholesaling Inc. face group. So I see uh, Ashley Say here, big win today. She said she had a tough week last week with deals falling out left and right with the changing market, but it had a great showing on a deal Tuesday and got a full asking cash offer on the same day. So I just love the perseverance. I love you getting up after you got kicked down. We got another one from David Pupo. And David Pupo says, in this tough market, we sold the deal for over asking in two days for an assignment of $70,000. Awesome job. And we got one more from Evan. And Evan says, bought another hotel property in Western Pennsylvania and got my hotel property in Trent, New Jersey under contract to sell. For both, it's a buy, clean out list on the MLS and sell. Oh, Evan, I love those. Uh, Evan was actually a guest in the podcast and uh, he loves to squeeze out all the profit he can and do very, very, very big deals. Actually, a former nurse who is an absolute wholesale killer. Okay, so let's jump into today's F for you. By the way, uh, before I jump into that, I forget is that if you want to maybe connect with us in the Wholesaling Inc. Facebook group, go and check out Wholesaling Inc group.com, wholesalingincgroup.com, and that'll take you right to the Facebook group and you can connect with me and other rock star wholesalers. So Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you, Todd. It's, it's a pleasure being here. Super humble. Glad to chat. All right. So I gave a little hook at the beginning of the show. So tell us your story. I mean, you're in the Marines, right? Serving our country, by the way, thank you so much for doing that. And if you're a veteran listening to this, thank you for your service. Tell us your story. I'm still in the Marine Reserves. And I mean, right after high school, joined the Marine Corps, enlisted, and then went to college concurrently. And then after college, was an officer for the past 10 years. And when I graduated in 09, and then when I got out initially, I joined Merrill Lynch as a financial advisor, as you mentioned. And I was a financial advisor with Merrill up until the end of 2021. And I can kind of give you some backstory with kind of that shift when I learned about real estate. Uh, and then specifically wholesaling in 2020. And that's when I was like, you know what? I needed to make that shift and from 
helping clients build their financial literacy, their really their wealth building through investing in the stock market and then shifting it into real estate. Okay, well, so let's talk about this. I mean, you know, you yeah. gave a lot there, but I'm not going to let you yeah, off the hook, Chris. Okay, so <laughs> let's talk about you know, you're in the office, you're a financial advisor. Do you mind sharing how much? Are you full time now? By the way, a full time investor. I'm a full time. Yeah, I do yeah. full time real estate right now. Okay, so obviously you're a financial advisor. Is there some kind of discontent or unhappiness that you're, you know, you're thinking, what was like the spark? Because obviously, you know, you're working at Merrill Lynch, you're thinking stocks, bonds, the highly diversified portfolio. I remember seeing a financial advisor when I was in college and they were talking about all this stuff, right? So, you know, I don't think I've ever heard a financial advisor say wholesaling in my life, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, what, what got you there? I mean, what, what got you hooked and interested in real estate? So when I was working as an FA, I wasn't doing the thing that I was coaching my clients. So I was investing in the stock market, 401ks, IRAs, maxing all that you know, for the past decade. And then I, I came to the conclusion that when I was working with clients, a lot of the clients that I admired either own businesses or they own real estate. And I was like, man, I, I want to do that. Like I, I would look at some of the senior brokers in the office and they were like in their 60s, 70s. They get into the office at 6.30 in the morning prior to the market being open at 9.30, like East Coast time, because I was working in San Diego. And I just like, it came to me, I, I don't want to do that for the rest of my life, you know? And so I, I was speaking with one of the clients who owned real estate. He didn't do wholesaling, but he just owned multiple properties. I was like, I want to be like that guy and not the brokers in the office. And so I just went down YouTube University. I, I think I was listening to Bigger Pockets at the time in 2019. And then that's kind of what took me down the rabbit hole of learning about wholesaling and then wholesaling ink too, because I was listening to wholesaling ink and bigger pockets concurrently back in 2019. Okay. So, you know, tell us about this guy, this inspiration. I mean, did he have just single family rentals? Were they apartments, condos, you know, mobile home parks? And did he have lots of cash? Yeah. Let's let's dig in there. Yeah. He just did single family rentals. And so for him, having, I think he mentioned around eight to 10 properties, but then he was doing quite well and with this, with that many properties. And I was like, man, for someone who didn't, he didn't seem like he had a big time job. He just owned rental real estate. And that's what I wanted to do. I didn't, I didn't know anything about hosting at the time. So that's why I wanted to learn more about real estate. And then I went down the podcast of learning about real estate. So wholesaling ache and bigger pockets were the two ways I was learning about real estate. So one of the things I want to point out to everyone who's listening to this, because sometimes people will talk themselves out of success and you're like, oh, well, Chris, you know, is a financial advisor and he's got so much knowledge and, you know, he's got so many reasons to be ahead of me, right? You know, how much of that, you know, translated to you doing your first deal in real estate? Did you take anything from it? Or are you like, no, this is a completely different world? Tell us a little bit about that. I knew that I had the skill sets to talk to people because that's what I was doing in working with clients. And I was people facing all the time. And so shifting that from just talking to people on the phone was a no-brainer to me. And so I knew I had the the skill sets. I didn't have the aptitude when it came to real estate because I didn't know what I was doing. Like when I moved to Texas in 2019, actually at the end of 2018. That's when I first bought my rental. And I can go down that spiel of, you know, actually buying rentals. But so after I bought my rentals, I didn't start wholesaling until 2020, which, you know, I, I we talked about my first deal. But when I started wholesaling while as a financial advisor in Texas with Merrill still, I did wholesaling 
part-time, kind of more of a side gig. And so, yeah, for me, it was a seamless transition going into wholesaling because the process seemed very simple, right? It's acquisitions, uh, marketing, and then dispositions. And to me, if I could just do those basic steps, which wasn't really hard, then I knew that I can kill it in this business. And so, which led me to, who was it? Brent Daniels. I, I was listening to Brent Daniels and that's how I got my first deal, just through Brent Daniels and going down that, his, uh, his, his trainings. So you're, you're listening to that. And by the way, what I love about that, what, here's my point I'm trying to get across, right? Is that yeah. people think that your financial advisor training somehow gave you an edge in real estate, but actually it was the soft skills, right? It was the being able to talk to people and communicate which you took. And so if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, you know, Chris had all these advantages. No, you can use everything that you have and bring that with you. The real estate part is actually the easiest part to learn, which, uh, you know, this business is not easy, but it's very, very simple. Right. It's very, very simple. Okay. So let's take us now to your first deal, Chris. So, so now you want out, right? You're like, I want to be like that guy. I don't want to be like the 70 year old guy over here <laughs> in, the, in, in the cubicle. Tell us how you got the first yeah. deal. The first deal was uh, summer of 2020. It was uh, it's right at the same time that my wife and I we bought our second home in Texas. Actually, it was, a, it was our third home in Texas. Yeah, in July of 2020. And then, as I mentioned, I was listening to Brent Daniels and his podcast. I think it was in Wholesaling Inc. And I was like, man, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I went through the you know YouTube university, but I felt like I still needed help. right? And I didn't know where to go to. And so I enlisted into TTP uh, with Brent Daniels. And then within... And that was July of 2020, end of July of 2020. And the following week, I went to Hawaii for my Marine annual training. As I mentioned, I'm still in the reserves. And so because I was like five hours behind Central Standard Time, I took imperfect action that following week for like the first two weeks while in TTP. And I got my first deal on a contract, just making calls like that first three hours. When I would wake up, I'd call the wife and kid. And then I would just start making calls in Texas. And I got my first property on a contract. It was, I wouldn't say it was a land deal, but it was like a little shack just right outside of Austin. And I've never seen the property. I never stepped foot in the property. And because I lived in the city that I got my, my first wholesaling deal in, I, I had some connections, some realtors, some handymans. I had them check out the property, take some pictures. And one of the agents that I was working with was like, Chris, I got you a buyer. And I was like, sweet. So if I can break down the numbers for you, I got the property on the contract at 110. And they knew it was a deal. Uh, I don't know why, but I just knew it was a deal. The broker that brought me the buyer, she's like, yeah, this property, if you want to list this on the open market, it was what was worth around 140, 150. And so, but it's like, I got you a buyer right now at 130. She's, she's ready to close. And so <laughs> I sold to do that buyer for 130. And uh, within two weeks of getting that property on the contract, we closed escrow 30 days after we got it on the contract. And so uh, that was a nice, easy 20K win for me. Oh, that's huge. So I'm assuming you had to pay the yeah. agent and the uh, closing costs and all that other stuff. Yeah, the agent was about two and a half percent. Okay. And so 17,000 net to me. Okay. Awesome. 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 That's huge. Yeah, I know. First deal, proof of concept was in the books. And I knew that I can do this just by calling people and talking to people. And yeah, it was amazing. And by the way, uh, that list that I called was probate. Okay. So it was a probate list. So let me ask, well, here's something I want to point out to everybody. By the way, I think, you know, when, when, you want to, when people want to get involved in this business, they're like, okay, how do I comp a property? Which is important. I mean, you know, you want to have an idea of the general idea of what a property is worth and you want a good broker on your team. 
but you know, you being out of the area, you're like, it's a shack, right? You're not 100% sure what the value is, right? It sounds like you just locked it up as low as you could. I did. And to be honest, I, I did lean on the, the broker a lot yeah. because she knew that market more, more than I did. And so she was like, yeah, this property is worth... I mean, the improvement was probably nothing, but the land itself was, I think, where the value was at. Yeah. So, but I love that, right? I always talk about building your dream team. It doesn't cost you any upfront. You used your broker, locked it up, sold it. I mean, she basically helped you tell, tell you what it was worth, then had the buyer, you sold it. I mean, you really leaned on that. So you, you know, you really, really, really are actually incorporating that concept that I talk about, right? Building that dream team. Oh yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Well, you recently closed, I mean, so many lessons from that one, right? But you recently <laughs> closed, was it a $60,000 deal? $65,000. All right. Tell us about yeah. this one, because obviously this is the one that's going to push you over the edge. Yeah, this deal got me over that 100K mark yeah. uh, this, this year alone, which is pretty amazing. So believe it or not, this is another probate deal. So I don't know, maybe it's um, pretty good at probate. That this is yeah. not, here's, everybody stop, 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 stop. Yeah, this is not a coincidence, okay? <laughs> One marketing channel, <laughs> right? Hey. One marketing channel. It is not a coincidence, right? You're farming this. There's focus, there's power. I, I mean, I don't even need to hear the rest of the story, right? Same list, you know, this is awesome. So I'm sorry, I cut you off there, Chris. So no, yeah, I mean, that's a great point, Todd, because, you know, how I pull these probate leads, I literally go to the county website and it's a little bit complicated, but I filter it how I want to filter it. And I skip trace my own, you know, the names and the properties. So it's a lot of work that I don't do anymore. I trade my VA to do. So, I mean... I can expound on that. But so this deal, you know, it was probate. It was a gentleman that inherited property from his great aunt that had passed away 20 years ago. And then he was just squatting on the land until he was deeded the property in his name. And so what we had to do was figure out, well, one, does he truly have clean title to the property, which he didn't because his uh, great aunt was still on title. So we had to get once we got it on the contract. I had to work with an attorney to clear to clear title in his name, and that took about about six months to do. So I got this on the contract. I would say spring of this year, and so it took a while. And once we got clear title in July, I closed the property with my own money. Really, I used the bank's money. I can I should I show this? Sure, go ahead. Yeah, and so I got the property on the contract for twenty one thousand five hundred. And I could have used some of my savings, but I didn't really want to. And uh, fortunately, one of my business credit cards, because I just knew I started learning about business credit, had a zero percent interest with Navy Federal. And so I was do with Navy Federal. You can do a balance transfer with no fees. And so that's exactly what I did. What kind of transfer you said? A balance transfer okay. from one credit card to another. Yeah, because I, I just opened a credit card in Navy Federal. Yeah, and. I was able to get free money from Navy Federal at 0% interest, which allowed me to buy this property. So one, I wasn't using any of my own money. I was using bank's money at 0% interest. I closed escrow in July. And then July, from July to September, I started cleaning up the property, taking pictures, getting a survey and everything done. And September, that's when I listed it on MLS through a broker. And then I, I listed it at 99000 Within a week and a half, I got it on a contract at $99,000 okay. and uh, sold it within three months of getting on a contract. So, oh, so good. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I mean, like, so all in, 
So I sold it at 99, I bought it at 21,000. I had to pay the attorney fees, of course, since he helped us get clean, clean title, land realtor, um, surveyor, all that stuff. But net to me was 65K. Now, let me ask you this. Did you get the survey after you closed on it or before? I, yeah, great question. I got it after. Okay. So Chris, I'm going to point out something that, that you, it seems like you naturally do this stuff. I mean, obviously, you know, you're in the innovation training. We talk a lot about this stuff, but you know, one of the things I talk about and I learned from one of my mentors, Sam Zell is okay. You know, the upside versus downside, right? So you want mm-hmm. outsized returns for minimal risk, right? That's what you're trying to do. So minimal risk with outsized returns. And so someone's like, oh, well, I don't have a ton of money. Well, you bought a great piece of land for 21,000, right? Which seems very low risk to me, right? Like it's very, very hard to lose on that deal. Would you agree with that? Yes, right. Sure. And especially because there's such a large spread. But then after you closed it, it seems like, I don't want to put words in my mouth. I want you to correct me here, but you got a survey to improve the markability of the, the property for the new buyer to make it easier to close and give them more certainty. Is that correct? Yes. And I knew that that, that survey would have helped buyers understand the property, what was on the property, because it was, like to, it was vacant land. Like, so they wanted to know what easements were on the property, so on and so forth, utilities. And I wanted to have it clean so that when we marketed on MLS, they knew what they were buying. Right. And it really helped out because they, there was no questions. They just saw the survey. They saw who was deeded. I was, my company was on the, on the deed. So it was, it was easy. I, not, I wasn't wholesaling it or anything like that. Right. It, was, it was a wholesale for it's me. It's a wholesale. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I don't care which way it's done. I mean, obviously I love concurrent closes. I love assignments. I love doing novations. You took this down and, and sold it, but the risk was outsized. I'm sorry. The returns was outsized from the risk, which was just phenomenal. And I love that little tweak you did there with the business credit card and the, the survey. That's awesome. So that puts yeah. you over a hundred thousand dollars, right? Yeah. For this serious, sir. Oh, that's killer. All right. Well, Man, you know, from the Navy, financial advisor sees that all the rich people are owning real estate and businesses. And then now uh, has done six figures in his first year. So tell us what's next. So right now, by the I don't think I mentioned this. My wife and I, we have six doors total. It's still in Texas. And uh, I'm currently in the Pacific Northwest in Oregon. But we just recently moved to Oregon to be closer to my wife's family. But we still have all of our rentals and a short-term rental in Austin. And so what's next is I still want to build a business, build a machine, right? And uh, continuing you know, wholesaling and uh, even innovations, you know, as you're teaching me still. But we want to scale as far as, you know, some of our, our rentals and go into a lot multifamily. And so some of our properties have just doubled in price uh, in value. And we don't plan on selling it this year because the market is kind of weird. But next year, we'd like to take some of those proceeds and then invest it into multifamily. So that's kind of the goal that we plan on doing. Oh, I love holding the commercial real estate. So that is just so, so, so awesome. All right. So give somebody uh, between one and three tips. Okay. You don't have to give me three if you want to give one good one, but give somebody who's starting out or wants to get to that next level, three tips of what they've got to do to succeed in the eyes of Chris. Yeah, sure. So I would say lean on somebody who's done it before. And for me, I didn't know what I was doing, right? I think some folks who have been listening to podcasts or going down that YouTube university route, I just needed to make a commitment and like, for me, that, that commitment was getting a coach, right, initially. And when I got that coach, I knew that I had to take imperfect action. And so, and one, because that coach was telling me to take imperfect action, not because I 
going to know what to do. And so really it's just making that commitment that you want to be in this business. And then secondly, it's just taking that imperfect action. Like I did with that first deal, just making calls. And I think thirdly is just having a belief that you can actually do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's this book that I read prior to even becoming an advisor was thinking grow rich. I think some folks have read that before, but I think mindset is, is really important. And just having that, the belief that you can actually do anything really if you put your mind to it. And so that Thick and Grow Rich, I think that's a great book that I've read. Uh, hopefully people will pick it up and t- you know take a gander at it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, if you're listening to this awesome interview, Chris, I've got two things that I want to remind you of. The first is if you want to connect with us in the Facebook group, go ahead and check out wholesalingincgroup.com. I'd love to connect with you. I know that we mentioned Brent Daniels is also in there. And so we'd love to meet you. And then also, if you'd like to download a copy of the motivated seller script that I've used to lock up over 1400 real estate deals, go ahead and check that out at nolimitsrealestateinvesting.com forward slash script. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.